by the way, this is uh, Roy Serafin. He's uh, he is the guest today. We just like went straight into to chatting. Um, but yeah, we're going to be talking about how you can grow your business through uh, cutting services. Um, so I'm I'm excited about that. Uh, I'd, I I feel like I, I say that uh, pretty much every episode, just like oh, I'm excited about this topic. But I, I'm genuinely excited. Like. I mean, I get to pick who comes on the show and what we talk about. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm usually excited about the topics anyway. So it is definitely <laughs> genuine. Welcome to the Light and Dark Photography Podcast, where you can build your business, grow your community, and have fun doing it. I am your host, John Mansfield. Every week, we bring you real conversations with photographers and entrepreneurs to discover ways that you can take your business to the next level and serve your clients well. We record these live in our Facebook community so you can be part of the conversation. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of whiskey and get ready for today's episode. Well, welcome to the podcast. Uh, my guest today is Roy Serafin. He is a photographer out of Tampa, Florida, and uh, just a, a, I mean, just a delightful person. Uh, we've we've been chatting a little bit this morning uh, as we're kind of getting the back end of the podcast together uh, this morning. And yeah, I'm very excited for today's topic. We're going to be talking about growing your business uh, by cutting services which sounds counterintuitive, um, but Roy is going to be going into how he grew his business by cutting some services. Uh, so yeah, Roy, welcome to the show. Yeah. Super excited to be here. I've actually been like, it's been on my calendar and it keeps, I, I don't know why I set up a reminder every like two days for some reason. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I'm doing this. I think it's just cause I know like it's busy wedding season. I'm going to forget like what day it is. <laughs> that's probably, that's probably beneficial. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd, if I don't have it in my calendar, I will not remember. It at doesn't all. exist. Nope. It does not exist. Yeah. With, with like business and personal and everything, like we even, um, we have, we had a, uh, a date night set up or we have a date night set up to go watch the new black widow movie. And I was like, going to put this in my calendar because <laughs> I, I will inevitably forget and then be like, Oh yeah, that was tonight. Or I'll schedule like, a podcast or a photo shoot for that evening. And doesn't uh, that feel like kind of like it's good, but also sad at the same time when you can't remember your basic life things without writing them down? <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm like, how did I get by without having like a detailed calendar? Like in yeah. my like early twenties and things where I was just like, uh, well, I guess in my early twenties, I had a nine to five. So I didn't have all of this business yeah. stuff. I was just like, okay, cool eight o'clock I need to be at work four o'clock I'm done and then everything else I can just whatever uh but yeah I don't envy enough I don't envy that to do it again but I do miss that part <laughs> yes yeah, yeah 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 oh no I'm I'm the same way I'm just like yeah. that would be nice to just like have that flexibility of like uh you know because I used to get like texts of like hey we're gonna go do this thing tonight like in 30 minutes I'm like oh yeah sure I'm down <laughs> And, uh, and now it's like, Hey, do you want to do this in like two weeks? I'm like, ah, yeah, I'm pretty booked for the next two weeks. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah. Um, but yeah, cool. Well, um, so for those who, um, do not know you, uh, Roy, give us a little, 
background? Where are you based? Uh, what do you what do you photograph mainly? What do you love doing? Little back background on on your uh, photography journey as well. Yeah. Uh, the, so I'm based out of Tampa, Florida. I'm a wedding photographer. I do elopements and engagements, but that's, that's really it. Um, other than the occasional couple who will convince me to do a maternity shoot, but once that kid's there, I'm, I'm out, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, not my thing, but, uh, yeah. So I used to be a advertising director in Chicago, um, okay. so a creative director at an advertising firm. Um, and so, uh, the, the story for me getting into photography is kind of weird. <laughs> And it kind of like comes back and forth because I, I I actually took a like a high school like photography class. Uh-huh. <laughs> Completely failed it. Was it like um, darkroom film photography? Yeah, it was okay. to this day. Like I collect film cameras, but I don't use them at all. They just yeah. sit on the shelf. They look yeah. pretty. <laughs> they do. They look really good. Yeah. If they can make like I'm I'm interested. I've been playing with Fuji a little bit. I'm a Nikon guy right now, but I've been I've been looking at Fuji and like the, they look like old school film cameras. They do. And I'm like, I like so tiny. I know. Yeah. Like I can just put this in my pocket. This would be great. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Okay. So you bombed uh, right. high school. <laughs> I bombed photography, photography class. class. <laughs> uh, I ended up being a graphic designer for a few years and then turning into an art director. And then from there we'd have like these guys come in for different campaigns. Cause I would run campaigns for like Bose and Fitbit. And we'd also do like, some travel stuff kind of there. And we'd have to set up like, um, I think towards the end of it, we were doing a lot of stuff for like downtown Chicago buildings and those kind of things. Um, and so I'd have to hire photographers like all the time. <laughs> and I'd have this like vision in my mind, this is what I want to get in this project. Mm-hmm. And they get close, but not quite. So I started picking up a camera and I just go with these like really crazily expensive photographers. Even to this day, like those guys got paid a lot <laughs> um, oh, yeah. for, be- for doing c- commercial photography. Um, there's so, a lot of money in commercial photography. There's it's, tons. Yeah. I had no idea. I'm not into commercial photography. I kind of want to start either. doing that a little bit, especially like with this last year with the pandemic and everything. I was like, I'm going to reach out to some people and do some, some product shoots because I can do that without seeing people. Uh, yeah. but yeah, I have a few friends that are solely, uh, commercial and yeah, they make more than weddings and it's like, crazy. Yeah. They come in for like a day and be like, yeah, it's 10 grand. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. I'll, yeah. I'll do that. All right. Uh-huh. Um, so anyway, back to, so I, we'd have them like working on a campaign and I have this idea and they kind of come in and they get close. And then I was like, all right, this isn't quite working. I'm going to pick up a camera and just learn off these guys and see if I can't try and get closer to what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I bought the camera, I was obsessed, like completely just mind bogglingly. Like I'm into this. I love doing this. I'd go out to like downtown Chicago every single night and shoot with my friends uh, in like super dangerous places. If you look back at where it's at, (laughs) Um, we'd like go into like under, like if you've ever been to Chicago, they have like bridge houses where the, where the bridges will lift up over the river. Right. We would sneak into those. (laughs) Okay. Um, Which is where a lot of like shady people either hang out or live. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> we do this at like <laughs> one, two o'clock in the morning. Um, the best time. Uh, yeah. Just to walk in super. On yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'd even, I mean, we'd, we'd, we'd get into buildings, all kinds of stuff. So that kind of started is where I was like really getting into photography. And then uh, I started doing, you know, you get a camera and people ask you, Hey, do you do weddings? Yeah. And then the second question is, you yeah. say, well, do you do boudoir? No, <laughs> uh-huh. always has been no on that one. So 
Yeah. Um, I did, I did a few of them. I got really into it. Uh, one, I, you know, I was working like 120 hours at my regular job and then I go to the wedding and then I get like the response back from both of them. And the one bride, I remember she just said like, you know, I had no idea. My husband looked at me that way. And I was like, you know what? Um, I want to quit my regular job and just do this. Right. Yeah. And so that's awesome. here we are. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. How, how long have you been doing that? Like when was that transition into like, I want to do this. So I didn't have like your traditional transition where like you just, you just quit entirely. Uh, Cause yeah. I was scared. <laughs> uh huh. Yep. Yeah. It's just like, Oh no, I need income. And I was a, like, I was a very well-known designer at the time. So um, designer or director, it's like the same, it's really the same thing. You just happen to be running more people. Um, so I, you know, I had this job and I was doing it and uh, I left the, the agency job like almost immediately in 2016. So even be, maybe even before that. So six years total right now. Okay. Um, but I still would take like side, like branding jobs yeah. for until I think even up till 2019, because it is, it's fun making logos for people. Oh yeah. I mean, if it's still something that you enjoy, like there's no reason to completely cut it out of your exactly. life. Exactly. Um, the joy's I, gone now. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was um, <laughs> for me, I had gotten to a place where it was like a toxic workplace and um I had, was fine. Like I, I enjoyed what I was doing. I was like a quality inspector for precision sheet metal. So very relatable uh, for photography, obviously. Uh, yeah, of yeah. It's pretty much the same thing. And uh, yeah, there was not any, I was, I was not like, Ooh, I could still do this. Like, you know, Monday through Wednesday or something. Uh, I was just like hard, hard out. I turned <laughs> very magenta for some reason. Like the clouds went over the. Uh, You're feeling warm about your old job. I, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Probably doesn't help that I'm wearing a Maroon shirt. Um, it's all good. but yeah, for, for those of you listening to the podcast later, um, go back, watch the video. You can see our faces and our cool yeah. headphones. Um, but yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's cool. I love the, so I have my degree is in, um, web technology and, uh, design and stuff like that. Very outdated now. That was like 15 years ago. And, uh, yeah. But I'm I'm always fascinated. Like I follow. I should probably know. Well, I shouldn't. Uh, but like, there's a couple Instagram uh, uh, pages that I follow that are just like uh, logos and logo design. Mm-hmm. And I love the ones where they're like uh, incorporating like two different words into the same. Uh, or yeah. like, you know, the, the symbol of a duck inside <laughs> of an alligator or something like that. I'm just like, oh, that is so. Like it's creative and I love that kind of design. Um, And I always, I always wanted to do that, but I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not that great uh, with the software. It's good, but like, it's a, it's one of those jobs where you have to read minds (laughs) and some people have scatterbrains just to be honest. Like it's, you're like trying to figure out what they're talking about. It makes no sense at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And not only read minds, but also like read in between the lines of their mind. (laughs) Like they don't even know exactly what they're wanting. And then you're like, okay, I'm, I'm reading this. And I think this is what you actually want. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I had one lady, I remember she said, what did she, uh, fanciful of flight. And I had no idea, like, I had no idea what that meant in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> She's talking about butterflies, and I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. I just say butterflies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. I feel like a lot of us, like, as uh, business owners, try to do, like, something really, really creative. Like, yeah. I remember trying to figure out 
what I was going to name my photography business. Cause I didn't want it to just be like John Mansfield photography. Um, sure. you know, nothing against everyone who has like their name, uh, photography and everything. But I was like, I just want to do something different. <laughs> and I also don't feel, um, uh, comfortable in my identity to like put my name out there. And, uh, yeah, I was, I was like trying to come up with like all these, like, like bringing out the thesaurus of looking like what is another word for capture and yeah. um and all those uh early 2010 uh <laughs> kind of trendy authentic real whatever uh catch words uh, yeah okay well that's cool that's that's a that's a fun uh a fun little little backstory with with advertising and and design and and all that kind of stuff. Um, do you still, do you find that that has helped you in your photography business with like designing your own, I don't know if you design your own website or logo yep. or any of that. I kind of figured, you know, with that yeah. background, <laughs> you wouldn't be like hiring out other people. Um, I should but have, but no, <laughs> I, I definitely should have, uh, I I'm actually <laughs> working on it right now. I like, I need a rebrand cause I don't technically have a logo. Um, mm. and you can, I mean, you can definitely have a successful business without a logo, but I kind of want that brand recognition Yeah. And right now. It's just like the style of my photos. That is the brand recognition. Um, sure. but Did you just uh, put like your name underneath them or, or like the, the studio name. No, 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 okay. I don't even right. do that. <laughs> I used to, I used to do like creative watermarks and like different colors. Like if it was over like half of a light background and half of a dark, I would like change it in Photoshop yeah. to where everything was contrasty. And I'm uh, very anti-watermark. Oh, me too. <laughs> yeah. Ironic. I have not I don't like, it's just, it distracts me. <laughs> yeah. It takes away from the image. Um, yeah. cause I don't want people to look at the image cause usually it's like bright white or it's like colorful, you know, rainbow, whatever, something. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it, it distracts from the image itself because it draws your eye to this text. Uh, right. Because a lot of times we will go to text like, oh, what does that say? Um, and I want people to like look at the, the moments. Pulled in. Yeah. Yeah. Be, be pulled into to the actual image. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, so through through like your your career with uh, with design and with photography, is there something like a, a piece of advice or some, uh, some kind of like life lesson that has changed the way that you look at business or just your general outlook on life? Um, I mean, just one, I wouldn't say just one, there's probably like several oh, thousand yeah. of them, but right. that, yeah, yeah. that comes to mind relating to what we're talking about. Um, niche down is probably the first one that was the hardest to kind of understand because mm -hmm. I think like anytime you, you, you start a business, especially like a creative business, you have skill sets that can be applied in several different areas. So like your, your immediate first thought is, well, the most value I can give is by being everywhere. Oh, but yeah. It's just not the case at all. Um, <laughs> because when you're, when you're everywhere, you're an expert nowhere. So exactly. it's yeah. that kind of has really shaped, not just like my photography business where like first we, you know, I was doing photo and video and we, I was doing it for like everything. And then we narrowed down to just weddings. And then I was like, okay, well let's get rid of video now. And, and then it really just started taking off. Yeah. Um, yeah. And kind of like what you were saying earlier, like you picked up a camera and then people were like, Hey, do you do weddings? Hey, do you do maternity? Hey, do you do <laughs> newborn photos? It's like, yeah, you have a camera. And if you don't niche down, then it's just, yeah, sure. 
Yeah. There's like yeah. a really, really like relieving power in saying no. <laughs> like yes. you feel great when you say no, if you're not struggling, when you're starting out and you just start, like you start saying no jobs. Absolutely. It hurts a little bit, but later on, you're just yeah. like, Oh, I don't have to do this. This is great. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 It is definitely more difficult to say no whenever you're starting off, whenever you're like trying to build that side gig into a full-time job. Um, Cause there were some, some couples that I should have said no to for their weddings. Cause mm-hmm. they did not, they did not match with the personalities. We did not match with like our, our goals and our uh, uh, you know, what we were, motivations for what they wanted. They wanted like this all like elegant or not elegant, even just like editorial style, very posed stuff. And I was not like that. But I was like, but, uh, but yeah, I have, uh, zero weddings in September. So yeah, I'm going (laughs) to go ahead and, uh, take your wedding. Sure. Uh, but yeah, there is something I'm very much of a, a people pleaser. Um, and that's something like I'm a recovering people pleaser. Uh, I'm definitely better at saying no now, but, yeah. uh, but for the longest time I could not say no. I was just like, Oh yeah, no, I can, I can help with that. Or I can do that. And it was really difficult to start saying no. And I was like, Oh man, what if these people don't find another photographer? What if they're just lost? Like they're they going to have this wedding with no photos. And like, there are a million photographers out there they're going to find someone. Um, I'm, I'm not the only one out there. Um, exactly. And now I'm like, Oh yeah, I have to turn people away all the time. Cause one, it's like too busy. Um, right. and two, like I, I have to look at what, uh, are they going to match well with, um, with what I offer? Am I the best photographer for them? And in a way that's even serving them as not even your clients, but serving them in a way of, uh, like I'm probably not the best for you. Like I'm not a good newborn photographer. Sure. I can take photos of a two week old sleeping on your lap, but I'm not going to do like the really great newborn stuff that you see on Pinterest. Like I'm going to send you to my friend, Michelle. She's amazing. Um, (laughs) which shout out Michelle, if you're listening uh, to today's episode. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that. I think that's, I think that's really, it's a good outlook, um, just, just on, on life in general. And, uh, I mean, business for sure, but also in life, not just pleasing everyone. Yeah. Um, cause that's not what you're made for. Um, no. <laughs> and I mean, not that you shouldn't be kind and be helpful and everything, but to the detriment of yourself, you should not be doing that. Uh, right. Right. I am speaking from experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's no way to be like far along in your photography business without knowing that rule somewhere, at least, at least a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Okay. So you mentioned a little bit in there, uh, how, you did uh, photography and video and like you were doing a bunch of different things other than weddings as well. Um, And then just kind of cutting some of those services. And as you were cutting those, you saw your, your business growing. Uh, Can you go a little bit into like, maybe why did you start off doing photo and video or did you bring video on at a later date? So I started off with photo only um, and learn video because I got excited about it. 
Uh-huh. I've always uh-huh. been like a huge, like, I think the word is technically cinephile. And I really hope that's the word. And it's not some sort of like, I believe you're, you're correct. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Excited about the- <laughs> movies and film. Yes, and cinematography. exactly. Yeah. I don't want people to be Googling this and be like, he's a what? He's a, he <laughs> um, said that on a podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, love movies. Uh, probably the best way of putting that. So uh, uh-huh. like I, I use them a lot to learn framing, um, even for photographs. Um, and so I kind of started picking up like, you know, the Peter McKinnon YouTube and all that kind of stuff and really, okay, well, I need a gimbal. I need a light. I need this, I need that. Uh, and I was learning this whole other skill set, and then I wanted to bring it into weddings. Um, and it's, 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 I, I could, I can do it. I'm very decent at it. <laughs> um, but kind of getting into it, like they still were booking me for photo for the most part. You know, mm-hmm. they, they photo, oh, and you do video too. So I can get this all under one house. And right. what would end up happening is, is instead of being a photographer today and doing the best possible thing I can for the client, I was running a crew and making sure that the video guy had audio set up right. And I was missing little moments. And I was like, my, my focus was so like distracted that I was missing out on like major things to where like now if I shoot a wedding, like I can almost guarantee I'll get at least one image that's po- portfolio worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, at least throughout the day, but before I'd be like, I get a lot of really, really, I mean, good images for the most part, but I definitely would have missed like the opportunity to really think about what it was I was doing or, um, even getting down into like the nitty gritty of why person a loves person B and, and trying to take that into some sort of photographic level. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause like whenever you're trying to wrangle a bunch of different things, it takes your mind away. Um, and yeah. like, you still have that like muscle memory of like these photos and everything. You're still getting those good moments, but the, like the extra creative or the extra thoughtful of like, okay, like that, almost that intuition of, oh, this is probably going to happen soon. Or you yeah. can see someone walking down the hallway. I'm going to get in position to where I can get them like seeing the bride for the first time. And that kind of stuff, but you're thinking like, okay, is the the audio set up for the <laughs> efficient? Like, are they mic'd up and everything? And you no, know, I can I can very much relate uh, to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's something that I, I feel like in the industry right now, video is going hard. Like people are yeah are loving video. I have seen some amazing videos, uh, some very uh, cinematic videos, which. I love, um, and those are usually like the, the $20,000 wedding videos that are just like (laughs) crazy drone footage. And like, it's a movie trailer and everything like this is legit. They bring like a set and a gimbal and a crew. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. You got like seven guys all around. Um, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, I, I feel like a lot of couples are moving more toward video as well and seeing the importance of that too. Yeah, And a, a lot of us, um, myself included, because I was also like, oh, I see people moving toward video. I need to start learning video because uh, yeah. photos might get outdated. I don't know. Like, you know, Instagram announcing that they're no longer a photo sharing platform, <laughs> um, yeah. which is they're not only a photo sharing platform. You can still share photos. So don't worry, uh, photographers. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like I, I saw the video becoming more popular. And I tried to do that as well. And I tried to teach myself and it is a completely different animal. I was like, Oh, how hard could it be? It's like moving pictures. It's fine. Mm. (laughs) Very, 
very different. Um, so, okay. So you were doing, you were doing video and, and photos and trying to manage a team and all of that. And just kind of like bringing that, that excellent level down to like, right. It's, it's it was, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I, I still have people like, Oh, I really wish you still the video. Cause we did, we did a really good job, mm-hmm. but I know there's a better level. And I think like when you know yourself and you know, you can do that next level, it's you're kind of obligated to do it. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Or you'll never feel satisfied in the thing you're doing. And I want to say this too, cause I feel like maybe we, it might sound like we're just like, telling people not to do photo or video you, uh, like no you should be the expert in videography if that's where your where your passion is absolutely like video is awesome just don't do both yeah <laughs> um because once you're you know once you're doing both it's almost impossible to be the expert at both mm-hmm. <laughs> um and i noticed for me at least when i stopped doing both i actually charged a lot more and got it no problem yeah. Because they knew exactly what they were they were going to be getting, and I wasn't having any weddings where like, oh well, we got a really a, you know a good couple of photo sessions, and then we got the speeches really well or something like that. I, I was getting like, no, any part of the day, there's at least five or six photos where, wow, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you can when you like niche down what you're trying to manage, it's like okay, all of my focus is going to this. Yeah, now I can do this exceptionally well, um, and you're not trying to bring on new things and you're not like, all right, let me like wear a GoPro on my chest, like as I'm doing this. Um, and you're not trying to, to multitask. You're just focused on one thing, whether it is video or whether it's photos or whether, I don't know, sketches. I don't know what else. Uh, I, don't, I don't know where I was going. Wedding sketches. Wedding sketches. Yeah. Just, all right. Just hold still. I got 10 more minutes. This is going to be amazing. We could just, just, no, just two more yeah. hours. We'll just going around with, with, with charcoal <laughs> pens. It's cool. Um, like there's a court. What are the court people that do that? Is it? Oh, stenographer? uh, stenographers. Uh, yeah. So yeah. just like one of those for the wedding day. <laughs> yes. Oh, now I want to do that. Okay. Well, no, I don't want to <laughs> don't do that. Do that. That's going to take that. away from my photography. Um, yeah. But that would be amazing if there was a wedding stenographer. <laughs> um, there are yeah. those live portrait uh, painters. Oh yeah. Paint, yeah. Back when I used to do concerts, they used to be always at like concerts. They'd like, Oh, that's cool. It'd be like, a, they'd be like a huge, and this was like typically like your kind of religious concert or something, but there'd be like a third person brought in and they'd go up on a, on mm-hmm. a little mini stage and they'd paint while they were, while they were playing like a worship song or something like that. Interesting. Um, okay. It was a little, it was a little wild. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I don't think yeah. I've ever seen that at a concert. Um, it, huge amphitheaters that it would happen um i okay. did a couple of years ago i did okay. what was it it's something called Winterfest. i don't know it was like a it was like mm-hmm. literally this huge thing in tennessee where like there was ten thousand like youth and this one little complex back in the day when i used to do you know concerts and stuff and, and mm. they'd have different bands come up on stage and one of the bands they had like a painter and they sold huh. the paintings <laughs> that's really cool okay yeah. nice <laughs> yeah i i've never i i guess i've been to a few like big uh, concert arena concerts. Um, uh, but most of the time, anytime that I would go see someone, I'm like, I want to go to like the underground hundred person. (laughs) Like I'm three people away from the singer right now. Um, which is also like my, the people that I like in music They're they're, they're not selling out Madison square garden. (laughs) They're, they're like, um, we're going to be at the indoor, uh, emos in Austin. Uh, it's like 20 people. It's cool. Um, but okay. So 
if you're a stenographer, if you're a stenographer, uh, it's uh, just DM me. I have some questions. I'm very interested. Um, but yeah, I, I like the, um, uh, changing your focus to just one, one thing, because whenever you do that, uh, you can excel in that one thing. Uh, cause exactly. like whenever I was learning video and I'm sure the same, the same with you, like I was no longer trying to better myself as a photographer. Right. I was like, cool photography plateau. I'm going to go over here <laughs> and be better at video. And then my mm-hmm. photography started like waning because I was not growing. It was very stagnant. I wasn't learning new things. I wasn't learning from other photographers. I was all into yeah. video Peter McKinnon, a hundred percent. We both love coffee. Um, his recent like YouTube shorts with like all the different coffee makers. Have you seen those? Uh, so I, my Peter McKinnon, I go in like phases with it, like YouTube obsessions. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I haven't, I haven't done a while, but the last one I think I watched, uh, who's that guy that Daniel Schiffer did it. Yeah. 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 He's like, if, if I was going to be a videographer, that's the kind of videographer I would want to be. Nice. That dude's videos are just incredible. They're they're crazy. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was that kind of stuff where I like deep dove into Peter McKinnon and uh, you know, a few other videographers with, I didn't like, you know, follow them as closely as I did with him, which I still, I still watch Peter's stuff. He's, he's a charismatic guy. And I'm just like, I don't really care about this new camera body you're talking about, but I'm going to watch you because <laughs> you're I like, fun. I like it. Yeah. And you're what's up everybody. It just <laughs> gets me excited. Hey y'all quick break to talk to you about one of the tools that has completely changed my business for the better. And that is my CRM Tave. Tave is the most customizable studio management system for photographers. They have everything under one roof um, from embedded contact forms that auto generate into new leads to income reports, lead source reports, profit and loss statements, very detailed revenue breakdowns, anything that you want to keep up with your numbers they've got reports for it. They have built-in contract templates, questionnaires for your clients, easy invoicing and quotes. It is so much. Um, They also, like my favorite part, they have these auto-populated tokens. So in emails, you can put client's first name or ceremony address or even specifics down to like maid of honors, Instagram handle, and it'll auto-populate it so you don't have to figure out which spelling of Caitlin is correct for this bride. So go to lightdarkco.com slash Tave, and that's T-A-V-E, to double your 30-day trial to make it a 60-day trial. And you'd think maybe Tave is like 60 bucks a month or something from all those customizations. No, you can pay as little as 22 bucks a month, which is a lot less than a lot of other CRMs that I've used in the past that didn't do half of this stuff. So again, lightdarkco.com slash Tave, T-A-V-E. Check out Tave and let the power of customization grow your business. I often worry about like what people think about me, um, which we've talked about this a few times, uh, definitely recently on the podcast where people are not thinking as much about you as you think people are thinking about you. Uh, You are thinking about... (laughs) 
yourself <laughs> a lot more than they are. Um, but did you worry about like people thinking that you like failed at videography by removing it from like you, you got into videography, you, and, you know, started excelling in that booking weddings and everything. And then you were just like, we don't do video anymore. Did that, I are you say, similar in that way? So, I mean, yes, but not in this aspect. So like my thought was never that people were going to think I failed. I think it was more just like, am I going to lose out on like half of my income because I'm not doing video as well. Yeah. Um, and there was like that nervous kind of jump. Cause when, once I decided I wasn't doing it, it wasn't like, Oh, we're just going to kind of slowly phase this out. No, it was the, the packages were changed the next day. It was gone. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. anyone that came in and I even had like, I still have Facebook ads running with videos on them for some reason. <laughs> so like they'd come in, they'd be like, Oh, do you do video? I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I don't. But I saw this ad. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know what it is. Um, yeah. Okay. So you're just like so cold turkey. I just, I got rid of it. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? The thing is, is when you start cutting these services, the people that you're going to be marketing to are going to change naturally. So you just have to be yeah. ready for that change. Yeah. Um, and you really have to start seeing the value in the one skill you have, because I think as photographers, because we have the ability to do all these things, because we can, become, you can learn, you know, photos and videos and all the stuff that we, that we can learn. Um, we, we, we forget that the skill that we have is more valuable than it is. Right. You know, you are able to create documentary, documentary style artwork for people that they're going to have the rest of their lives. It's going to be around, even if you're not around the next 20 years, that's yeah. still going to be there for them until they're, you know, they're, until they're gone and mm-hmm. even past that in most yeah. cases. Yeah. For future generations. So, Right. And then video, I mean, like, you know, for the videographers out there, like you're creating this literal look back into it, into one day in one human's life. It's like, you're creating a very small feature film, mm-hmm. um, probably not that length if, if I know most of my videographers. Um, but you, you know, you're, you're creating something that's also supposed to last forever. So you, there is value in that and that it can only happen once. Yeah. And there's only one person who does it your way. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, by, by focusing on one or the other, um, whatever you are, you know, better at, you know, that you enjoy doing more that you're going to excel in, you be, get better at that one thing. And exactly. then you can price more higher for that one right. thing. And you're, you're giving more value, um, in photography than you were like your photography value. That whole photography package is more valuable now after yeah. video than it was when you were doing video as well. And like maybe, maybe making, uh, you know, more money or, you know, it, it seemed like it because you're like, Oh, well, I've got photography packages and video. Like that's double the money. Like, right. It doesn't make sense to get rid of one, but by increasing the value of your photography, you're able to raise your prices and give exactly. more value to, uh, to your couples. I know a lot of, I hear a lot of um, uh, educators talk about raising prices and, and there's rarely a, um, a tie in with value. So I just want to make that point of like, like, it's not just like, Ooh, Hey, I'm greedy and I'm going (laughs) to raise my prices by a thousand dollars. It's like anytime that you raise, like, even if you raise your prices 50 bucks, like, you need to be providing more value than that $50 is worth uh, exactly. for the couple, like always outdo anything. Like if you're charging $15,000 for wedding photography, give them $30,000 worth of value. Uh, exactly. So little, little side, <laughs> side note there. 
Um, I'll just raise them because it's Tuesday. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or, you know, it's been six months since I've raised my prices. So I might as well yeah. raise them again. Um, yeah. But yeah. So with that, I'm assuming you've seen some, uh, some more profitability since removing videos. Yeah. So I actually charge now for like my, my typical like 10 hour package is actually more, it's more than what it was when I had both. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Um, and all I'm doing, and all I'm doing is now I have like, I mean, there's, there's different things I've added in, you know, I, we've got albums and prints and stuff now, but also right. it's just another photographer and maybe an assistant for the day. Like yeah. that's in that package. And I don't even tell them that I'm going to bring a new assistant unless we're talking about like how many seats are needed or whatever. Right. Um, Cause typically I'm training that person. Um, mm-hmm. Or and they're they're mainly just making sure I don't lose my equipment. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. I'm notorious about just like <laughs> setting down my bag and like going off on something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You just and just you forget. For, yeah, you forget and then you need it. Right. Um and you're like, oh no, where I need to change then, my lens. Every time I have a wedding without one of those assistants, I get a call from a couple the next day, like, hey, by the way, you left your like six hundred dollar lens over here. I'm like, right, I yes. did. Yeah. I wanted yes, you I to did. see it. It was important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wanted you to see what I used. I'll be back on Tuesday. It's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I don't know how many times I've left batteries just like plugged into the wall. Uh, yeah. Batteries and chargers are, I think are like notoriously like the things that are, are gone the most that mm-hmm. and I, lens, cla- like lens caps. I don't know. I feel like I used to be a drummer and like the thing you lose as a drummer is uh drum keys. Like the thing oh, yeah. you tune the drums with. Uh-huh. Lens caps are those now. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I don't they even, just, they vanish. I don't think I own a lens cap anymore. They've just <laughs> all walked away. Uh, I buy I, them in Amazon on bulk. Like, yeah. I, buy, I buy them in bulk on Amazon. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> Have you seen the ones that are, um, I don't know. They're like, uh, like rubber and they just like form around. They're just one the, size. <laughs> the lens can, condoms. <laughs> yes. Yes. The, the waterproof yeah. lens condoms. I don't. Yeah like them okay. <laughs> I, I, am not, I bought a set when they first came out and like uh-huh. uh they either awkwardly fit <laughs> or uh-huh. they're almost impossible to get off because it's like a, it's a legit piece of rubber like there's no it's there's no give to it so if you've got yeah. a bigger lens and you're trying to fit that in there mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i just i i don't i don't have any <laughs> anymore like i don't i just you know i have like a little uv filter on there sure. if that gets scratched that's like replace it 12 bucks or whatever uh but yeah i should probably be better at lens caps i just i don't know i don't know (laughs) where any of them are anymore um but okay well cool yeah so so kind of like let's talk a little bit more about at niching down um and and providing more value like when you went from photography and video what did that look like just like as a photographer for you uh, were there any like tangible like things that you saw that like your created creativity maybe came back like full force or you were yeah. pouring into more education or or what what did that look like for you? Yeah, well, so like the thing is, is when you're when you're doing both, they take up a lot of mental headspace, and that that can be from education to gear and all the stuff that you're kind of looking at. What I need for this, what I need for that, um, and so when you when you start getting rid of those things, at least for me, it was like, Oh, I have a lot more space to think about different things. And so, um, I think, uh, photographers, especially towards the, the latter, like after year five, I would say we either, we either continue to grow or get kind of stagnant. Yeah. Um, and so 
I started thinking about, well, what am I doing? What am I missing out on? Or what are things that I suck at that I can get a lot better at? You know, because there's always inevitably there's something where you're just like, you're not the best at quite mm-hmm. yet. It doesn't mean you're necessarily bad, but you just you have these areas where you can learn from. And so when I got rid of the video, all of a sudden I had time to practice. I literally the goofiest thing I did, I bought these two. I don't know if you've ever seen like the animation, like um, wooden stick figure things. Like, I don't yes. know if you've ever seen the Yeah. So sketch artists. Yeah. 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 I use those to pose. So every okay. day um, from like for the last like year or two, I will take those things out. I have two of them. Uh, I actually have more than now because I'm trying to do it with group photos. It doesn't work yeah. as well. But even yeah. if it's not like my actual camera, I will set them up on uh, like this desk, literally the one I'm sitting at right now against the wall. And um, I'll start posing them in different ways and do a little cell phone shoot for like 20 minutes and just kind of get that in that practice so that when I'm going to my next shoot, I haven't really had downtime. So like, I'm still in that mode of like, Oh, if I put this person here, I put their hand there. I know where to kind of put it. Yeah. And then lighting, <laughs> like you can always learn more about lighting. Oh yeah. Always. Yeah. Uh, gear, it's, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Lighting is something that like, I thought I knew light really well. And yeah. then um, a little, little shout out to Jason Benson. Um, same I, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh, i love his uh patreon yes oh yeah yes. so the uh, the things he does with light is just amazing <laughs> he's uh, a wizard <laughs> yes it's crazy yeah like it's like he just walks into a room he's like mm, yeah if i put this here i could probably bounce it off this mirror and like you know <laughs> put a couple grids here and like three different lights and get this like rainbow like color yeah. grading effect i'm like oh what okay cool um but yeah like taking uh, yeah, I'm also a patron of his, um, and like learning from those videos, I'm just like, okay, this is yeah. more, uh, cause I was, I was definitely like a, a natural light photographer. I called myself sure. that and sure. I used, <laughs> you know, flashes and stuff during the reception, but it was pretty much just like bouncing off the ceiling sure. and that was it. But, um, I still yeah. to this day try and stay mostly natural if I can. Me too. Me too. Until I, the I end of the session. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the end, I'm just like, whatever, we're going crazy. Um, yeah. We're going to, we're going to try some stuff. Um, but, but even, even with natural light, uh, fair Veristi, also a patron of his, I don't speak Spanish. Um, so a lot of it, I'm just like watching uh, cause he'll speak Spanish in a lot of his uh, videos. He's out of Mexico city, but, um, but he also speaks English in a few. So if, if you yeah. also don't speak Spanish, definitely join his patreon <laughs> i need to learn uh, but I, I don't <laughs> me too i i took spanish and everything and i still don't i don't know yeah, I my can't, mom was I can't a spanish teacher <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, i just didn't pay attention <laughs> yeah no i didn't either i was like well i don't it's fine i can <laughs> i can say some words and now i've, I've got forgotten. well donde baño and then it's important donde Donde esta biblioteca, which I'm pretty sure is where's the library? I think, or a bit, or a textbook. Is it textbook? Right? Biblioteca? Yeah, maybe, that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, maybe, I don't know. Point is, oh, completely no. useless sentence. And then I have it's, one that, was it? Uh, it's not appropriate, but it, it's not that inappropriate. It's El Tango oh, okay. Un Gato and Mis Pantalones, <laughs> which is essentially, I have a cat in my pants. Yes. Okay. <laughs> no idea why. Oh, I I'd, you know, high school was a weird time. High school is a weird time. Yeah. There were some things that I learned in Spanish playing baseball in high school. Yeah. And the guys were just like, Hey, um, yell this at the, 
at the umpire. And I'm like, okay. Um, and then, you know, got threatened to be uh, ejected from the game. So that was, yeah. Fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Can't so advice from people like that, <laughs> the, the biblioteca one, is that a community reference? The show community? It's, it's not, but okay. I, I don't, I'm thinking about like, I haven't watched that all the way through. Oh, I'm on like okay. season two, I think. Ooh. Okay. So, yeah. um, I think, yeah, it gets Chevy it gets Chase better. is still there. Okay, Chevy Chase is still there. I think he left in like season four. Um, yeah. but uh, but yeah, there's one episode that at the end it's Troy and Abed, and they do like a beatboxing rap <laughs> that's all in Spanish. Yeah, um, I don't know if it was season one or whatever. I will I'll find that it'll be in the <laughs> show notes. Um, but yeah, just like uh, Google Troy Abed Biblioteca on YouTube, uh, yeah. Google on YouTube, search on YouTube. And, uh, <laughs> and it's, it's one of my favorite things, um, yeah. which like I, uh, I had a, a mug that was like a Troy and Abed in the morning, um, mug. So anyone who wants to talk about community, uh, I, I love it. It's, it's such a weird <laughs> show. It gets really weird, uh, like yeah. season four through six or seven. I don't remember. Is um, that like your go-to reference show? Because I feel like everyone um, has like one. I definitely reference um, like Troy and Abed, especially um, from Community. Uh, also Parks and Rec quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's on my uh, th- uh, Chris Pratt and was it Burt Maculin? Burt, Burt Macklin. Burt, Burt Macklin. He's yep. he's straight up on my thank you page. So if you fill out my contact form on my website, nice. it'll go to that. He's a GIF. It comes up, and I think it says one more question than congratulations. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is what's your your go to reference show? Probably either The Office or um, also pro- even more so probably Arrested Development. The mm. first three seasons, I should clarify. <laughs> yes, I was I was going to ask because yeah. I'm uh, currently going back through. I'm about halfway done with season one right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's so it's funny. It's so good. The jokes. <laughs> and then it's like, not. yeah, yeah, it's so good. And then it's like, what happened, guys? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's probably one of my favorite Jason Bateman things that he's done in in Ozark, which are very different. Uh, (laughs) Totally different Jason Bateman's. Also very good. Uh, Which with, if Michael Bluth was on, was, uh, (laughs) was in Ozark, that would be hilarious. Just a crossover episode. (laughs) (laughs) Or just Buster Uh, in the background for no reason I was going to say, like if Buster (laughs) just showed up. Um, But okay. Well, anyway, um, (laughs) back to, uh, back to the topic for right, for, photography. for the, yeah. Oh yeah. What was this podcast about? Um, so for, for those who are listening and maybe, you know, they're, they're not thinking about, um, video or they don't offer, um, like photo and video, but maybe they could niche down if sure. uh, like, like you had mentioned, you don't do, uh, like kid photos newborns, and, yeah, and no. newborns and, and that kind of stuff. <laughs> And there may be some, some listeners right now that you're just kind of maybe tuned out or whatever. You're like, no, nah, this isn't really that applicable for, for my business. Cause I don't do video. Um, sure. but what are some ways that the listeners can like assess their business and see if there are any areas that really need to be kind of pulled back on? 
Sure. So um, first thing to consider too, is like when you are niche down, let's say you're a wedding photographer or you're a family mm-hmm. photographer. Um, when you offer both, it's, it can be harder for your website to rank um, like on Google. If you're trying to be, you know, the, fo- the, 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 the wedding video, uh, wedding photographer and the, and the family photographer at the same time, like you almost need separate websites for those two things or at the very least separate pages. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's one consideration for niching down. But the other is where's your passion? What are you excited to shoot? If you're looking at a blank space, let's say you go to like a downtown city somewhere, are you excited to put a couple there? Are you excited to put a family of four Um, Mm. and kind of figuring out where that passion is? Because if you just follow that passion, if you just go down the rabbit hole with the passion, um, you're you're ultimately going to have more customers from it because you're going to start showing off. Oh, I'm excited about this. And this is what I'm thinking about. And then they're going to start thinking when they see you. Oh, well, you know, this is the guy for this. This is the girl for, you know, this, this is who I should look, I should talk to because they're the expert on this. Yeah. And there's so much value in being the expert versus being the person who's like everywhere. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I, I would, I'd kind of look into like what my passion was and, and um, definitely I, I'm, I'm big into SEO right now. So like um, it, it's, it's like my top, I think it's now my top referral source, which used to be Facebook, but um it's kind of like one of those things where now, now everything is kind of relating back to, well, how would this work for that? Um, it's easier to write about one subject for blogs and type of thing, type of things than it is to write about five. Yes. Yeah. 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 So just niching to like really finding your passion, I think is like the first thing. Okay. And then, then the technical stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great first step is, is really looking at, um, cause that's, that's how I, decided to niche down to be a wedding photographer right? because yeah. I did, I did families, I did newborns, I did maternity, <laughs> I did, uh, you know, corporate events and stuff. And I, I still do like a few every now and then just for fun. But, sure. um, but I don't like advertise that. I don't, I don't rank for, uh, you know, Houston family photographers. Right. Um, that's not me. I may like pop up in there because I'm a photographer, but right. Um, but like I, I rank more for wedding photography cause that's when I was at those photo shoots or whenever I would have like, um, like if I'm tired, if I've had a long week and then I have a family session, I'm like, yeah, okay it's like cool. a burden almost right yeah yeah it's like okay i gotta i gotta pump myself up i want to be there for them i want to be excited about this not really excited about going i would much rather just stay at home um but whenever weddings would come around i'm just like okay this is going to be amazing we're going to have so much fun right. like this is going to be cool like even if it's not like a quote-unquote cool wedding like they're not having like beer burrows or like a you know, a like white castle jumping thing or something yeah. interesting, or it's not like a cool location. It's like, you know, at a, a just a ballroom at a, at a, at a hotel. Um, like I'm still excited. And that's the stuff that I was finding that passion was there even whenever I was tired and yeah. maybe not really wanting to do things. Um, so that, that might be helpful for, for you listener. Um, if, if you're like, I don't even know where to, to see, uh, where I can niche down. So I, I like that just kind of finding, finding what you're passionate about. What are you excited about? And then leaning into that and you can still do the other stuff. You don't have to cut everything off cold Turkey. I did not for family photography, but I re redesigned my website for 
um, weddings. Right. And then I have a separate page that I have not updated in a very long time for family <laughs> photos, because every now and then I will be, um, you know, less busy uh, and like have freedom in my calendar to take on a family session here or there. Um, but for the most part, <laughs> it's just weddings now. It's, it's, yeah. uh, it's very busy. I, I became that crazy person where like, instead of <laughs> offering like an extra session type to someone else, uh-huh. I just started second shooting for like a bunch of other photographers just to learn different techniques. So I could still be a, yeah. in my obsession. <laughs> yeah. It did backfire a little bit after COVID, like, like after we got out of lockdown, because I, when I was like stuck, I felt like I just didn't, I wasn't able to, you know, get out and do anything. And then I wanted to do everything. And then now I'm like, three months into all the commitments that I made. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I think I've worked like every weekend I've done a triple for weddings. <laughs> oh man. Those triples. Yeah. yeah. yeah I did oof. a few they of those different. and I was like, <laughs> no more like doubles. I can do a double, especially, double, especially no if it's like a, a Friday, Sunday deal. I'm like, yeah, oh, that's cool. I got a buffer, but those Friday, Saturday, Sundays, or even this year with all the reschedules, like I had one that was a Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. And I didn't have anything I've, on the weekend, but it was just, it completely messed me up. And, uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, this is not even, so not even, not even, uh, like second shooting. I had one week in September. I have a Monday, a Wednesday, a Thursday, a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Cool. <laughs> all my weddings, of course, but yeah. they're all elopements. They're like, they're, well, the first three are elopements. The second two are normal weddings. Mm-hmm. So thankfully not as bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That is, that's a lot. <laughs> it's but, a lot. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. I think that's great uh, for, you know, the listeners to just really look at what they're passionate about and, you know, and, and also look at the areas of your business that maybe you're not passionate about. Um, And maybe that's a good place to, to pull back on. I'm not passionate about newborn photography. I think it looks cool. You know, if that's for you, awesome. Yeah. Um, But maybe, maybe you're like, I love, I have a friend who was a, wedding photographer. Now she's like full on like newborn maternity boudoir. Like that was giving her life. And I'm like, yeah, go do that. That is, that's awesome. And, and like you said, just like what you did, when you follow that passion, you can provide more value, can raise your prices. You can make more than double what you're charging right now. And uh, your clients are a little happier also. And your clients I, I, are because yes. your your images, no matter what you do, when you start niching down, they're gonna improve. Or oh, yeah. video, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um it's, it's it's not just the money, but it is it also the it is the money for your business. Yes. The money <laughs> the money definitely does help as a as a yeah. business owner and you know providing for your family and all that. But yes, yeah. When you when you niche down and your mind is all on that one thing, it gets yeah. so much better. Awesome. Okay, cool. I think those are, those are such, such good, uh, tips and strategies and everything. Um, okay. Before we kind of wrap up today's show, um, we've got a little part where I like to talk about what we're loving this week. Uh, could be movie, TV show, podcast, uh, new food or a type of grass in your lawn. Um, I don't know where that came from, but, uh, (laughs) what, (laughs) what are you loving this week, Roy? It's not winter seed grass. I mean, okay. <laughs> um, grass is not it. I mean, yeah. I get it from Indiana. There's not much, but corn, but yeah. Um, yeah. Originally now I'm in, now I'm in Florida, but yeah. 
Um, man, it's, it's, it's hard because I, like I said, I've been working triples, so I haven't really had like the downtime. Yeah. <laughs> um, so naps would be one of them. Um, Hey, and then, naps are amazing. <laughs> I do. I started doing this thing because I, I realized like with how busy the business is and how I'm like, um, you know, cause I'll do on top of, you know, being a wedding photographer, I also coach photographers. Uh, like I teach them how to shoot a little differently when I mm-hmm. have the time to do it. Right. Um, I realized I was like completely ignoring like physical health. <laughs> uh, so I've recently got really back into like going to the gym and I do like a six mile walk every day. Like it's how I start my day. Nice. Uh, it's a little intense, <laughs> but uh, it's like, you kind of just listen to music, you chill or, or a podcast, maybe yeah. this podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's really given me a lot of peace, I think. Good. Good. There's something yeah. about starting your day with um, like that alone time whether it is going for a walk or like sitting on the porch, drinking coffee or whatever, exactly. Like having that little bit of alone time to do um, relaxing things, read or listen to music, podcasts, all those kind of things. You Uh, definitely need to like sit and have your phone just on like airplane mode for like, like a 30 minutes a day, just somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And don't jump on social media. Don't Mm -mm. jump in your emails, just like ease into the day. And then you can get going. Um, there's, there's something about that, that just like it charges you um, instead of like, wake up. Okay. What do I have to do? And then <laughs> you're just like, it, it feels like you're scrambling. So, okay. I love that. Yeah. My, my wife and I are very big into walks. We've gone for long walks almost every day that we've known each other. Um, awesome. Except this year has been a little bit different. Uh, it's, it's hot. We just moved to a new place. There's no sidewalks here. Um, there's not a ton of traffic, but it's also like, we've got young kids and pushing strollers and stuff. It's like, it changes it a little bit. It changes it. But yeah, there's, there's something about just like walking around, especially in nature, just like hearing the, the birds and the squirrels and, (laughs) and that kind of stuff. It just, it, it brings us in the grass, hearing the grass grow. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but yeah. And like, and that was our time of talking or, yeah. you know, if we're, if we're walking by ourselves, like getting to take in content or just think, um, yeah. a lot of times we don't have that quiet time to just think and process things. We're always just like, all right, bring in another podcast. Let me listen to these things. Let me laugh at these people. Uh, yeah. so I love that. Cool. Naps and walks, anything else? Naps and walks. Uh, Naps and walks. I mean, Naps, walks, and and working out, and then uh, what did I do last night? Oh, every I, I decided like a long time ago. Mondays were like my day off. Like I said, pretty much in a coma mm-hmm. most of the time, but I always make yeah. time to do something fun. So uh, what did I see yesterday? I went to the movies. Movies again, big thing. I, I, yeah. I discussed the word cinephile, which I'm still hoping is a good word. I'm hoping so. <laughs> I should probably Google yeah. that right now. Clarify. I'm just gonna ignore <laughs> it. It's fine. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I've said it twice now. So right, uh, yeah. I went and saw. Was it Free Guy? Oh yeah. Uh, the Ryan, uh, Ryan Reynolds movie. Fantastic movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. I've heard good things. I don't remember there being any marketing or anything for that movie until it just like showed up. Um, but yeah. maybe, I don't know. I don't watch TV. So I don't like see a lot of, uh, I, commercials. I stream everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I pay for not having commercials. So maybe exactly. they did a great job of marketing, but I'm just paying <laughs> to not see it. Um, but yeah, I've heard some great things about that movie. Um, yeah. I really have no idea what it's about. Um, is there like a short 
a short synopsis. Yeah. Yeah. So give away anything. Um, uh, you have kids. You might know. Uh, you know, like that huge video game kids are always play. Is it Fortnite? Uh, Fortnite's yeah. Okay. So Fortnite, Roblox. Essentially, there's a game similar to that where okay. like you're in a city and um you have like NPCs which are like the ro- like the the computer. They can thing. yeah. The, I said this yeah. is going to be simple. It's not. <laughs> um, <laughs> so no, there's like the like the NPCs, the non-playable characters or whatever. Yes. Um and essentially one of them starts to Ryan Reynolds' character essentially starts to become different from all of them. Like he just kind of breaks away and he like steals glasses from the players. And now we can see how the things the players play. And uh, it's kind of like him figuring out this, this thing. And there's a bunch yeah. of subplots, but that's, that's okay. the basics of he it. He kind of becomes really, really like autonomous and like doing his own thing. He's, he, than just... he becomes like his own artificial intelligence basically. Okay. Hmm. But there's like way more to it than that. Okay. So is it set in a video game? It is. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. It's, it reminds See? me, it's like Ready Player One, kind of like yeah combination. Yeah, that's probably also, better than like Fortnite. Great yeah. movie. Fantastic uh, movie. One of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Great book. Uh, I Okay, I didn't actually read the whole book, but part <laughs> of the book that I read was great. My wife read the whole book. Um, but yeah. Was it, I, was it the opening paragraph? <laughs> this is awesome. It, it was the, the back, tie, the back uh, cover. I was like, this sounds oh, okay. great. I will watch it. So what movie. I did in high school before like <laughs> English class. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. And getting the cliff notes. It's cool. Yeah. No, um, there's a second one too. You can get like an audio podcast for or an audio book. Audio, ready audio player book. two. Yes. Um, is that what it's called? Yeah, it's uh, literally ready, ready player two. Oh, there you go. Man, I should title books. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, that's that's great. That is another movie that that I'm interested in seeing, especially now that theaters are are open. Um, yeah. and I love just the big screen and there's it's just something, something about different. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how they make the movies to be seen, not on our right. phones. Phones. Um yeah, I, I don't remember what director it was, but they were like, yeah, I just love whenever I see people watching my movies on a little <laughs> seven inch screen on the toilet. Yeah. Like, that's not what we made these for. Um, right. <laughs> okay, cool. And that one's called Free Guy? Yeah, Free Guy. Free Guy. Okay, sweet. Okay, um, what I'm loving this week, um, I kind of hinted on it at the beginning of this episode, so to all of you who have been sitting on the edge of your seat. Um, it's a new podcast. It's a, um, Oh, I don't know. It's like an episodic, uh, tale. It's a, a fictional story. Um, I got into one of these years and years ago called, uh, we're alive. Uh, it was about like a zombie apocalypse, bunch of voice actors and like good quality sound effects. Uh, so yeah. it, like it, you can picture, the things in your mind. Um, and that one's good. That one's like 40 hours of uh, story. So if you're interested in zombies and stuff, that one was really great. Uh, this one is not about zombies, uh, at least that I know of yet. Uh, it's, I think, three episodes in um, at the time of this recording. Uh, it's called Bridgewater. Um, and it's by the same producers, uh, Grim and Mild, who do the Lore podcast. Um, it's produced by Aaron Mankey and, um, they have really great, um, voice actors, including like Nisha Collins, who was Castile in, uh, Supernatural, um, and Nathan Fillion, who was, uh, 
I don't remember his character's name, but from like Firefly, uh, he was also Castle in the show Castle. I think he's in uh, the Suicide Squad too. He's also in Suicide Squad. That's correct. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which I have not seen, but I like I like Nathan Fillion's character. Um, I'm, I don't know too much about him personally, but sure. um, but yeah, it's it's good, like high quality voice acting and sound effects. And like the story kind of takes you along and it's pretty much like about, um, Misha Collins, uh, character, his dad died whenever he was a kid. Um, and his dad died whenever (laughs) Misha Collins was a kid. And, um, and like he now teaches, um, like this folklore type, uh, class about like, you know, Salem witches and, you know, werewolves and stuff like that. And, uh, and then he's finding out new things about his dad's disappearance and like, uh, they like start finding some stuff and it's kind of some weird things that kind of tie in with some local folklore. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. I'm only three episodes yeah. in cause that's all that's been released, but I like it. Um, I like, Grim and mild and Aaron Mankey and uh, pretty much everything that he does. Uh, yeah. So yeah, definitely go check out that. If that sounds like something you'd be interested in, the episodes are fairly short, like 20, 30 minutes. So it's not like a two hour podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm loving this week. Um, yeah. And I'll have links and everything in the show notes uh, for anyone who's interested in all of that. Um, but Roy, it has been so yeah. great talking to you. Where can people find you? Where can they follow along? Where can, uh, they find all the stuff online? Yeah. So, uh, my website's always the best place. It's Roy, the photographer.com. Like Sweet. as basic as I can make it. That is um, if you want to follow me great. on Instagram, it's the same thing. It's Roy the photographer. Uh, I will be honest. It's not where I'm at most of the time. Okay. Um, but definitely see some new images when I remember to post them. Sweet. <laughs> all right yeah well awesome cool yeah and i'll have links to those uh as well in the show notes um if you cannot remember roy the photographer we'll have links to it um but yeah i love that that's that's super super easy and rememberable or memorable uh it's it was a hard decision between doing like roy seraphin photo company which is my actual brand name (laughs) versus just putting roy the photographer anything i just didn't like how it sounded in sentences right yeah yeah Yeah. no that's cool i like I like that. It's like, um, it reminds me kind of, of like Joseph West's, uh, website. He's a photographer here in, uh, Houston and yeah. his website is like, Joseph was here or something. And, yeah. uh, I was like, it's, it's memorable, uh, to where you're like, Oh yeah, Joseph was here. And then, uh, yeah, it's, it's something different and it's not just like, you know, this photography.com. Yeah. Well, uh, funny enough, it should have been something that would have given me like, like when I was deciding to niche down or what services to offer, I probably should have just looked at what I was known for. Uh-huh. Cause it's been Roy, <laughs> the photographer since I started. So even when I was doing video, I was still Roy, the photographer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe look at your own brand name too. <laughs> yeah. That might be something, uh, you can <laughs> kind of rebrand, uh, do something yeah. different. Be smarter than me. <laughs> <laughs> also like i like looking at um urls that are available um Mm -hmm. especially like you know know, like weddingphotography.com like there was i think uh i think actually my wedding photographer 
their website was weddingphotographers.com. And I was like, how did you get that URL? That's so good. (laughs) Um, but yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Roy, this has been great. Um, we've had a couple people like kind of chime in and say, Hey, and, uh, Stephen Lowe, uh, was oh, nice. over here earlier, um, which I got to, got to chat with, with him and Darian and Tanya yesterday, um, or last yeah. week as you're listening to this, uh, on the podcast. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, thanks. This was great. Yeah. I, yeah. I it was a great it. time. Yeah. Y'all how great is Roy and how encouraging was that conversation about how to grow by removing services. It definitely got me looking over all that I offer and areas that maybe I could pull back on. As always, you can find all the things in today's show notes at lightdarkco.com slash podcast slash 79. This podcast was recorded in front of a live Facebook audience. You can join us for the next live podcast and ask your questions in the Facebook group by searching for the light and dark photography podcast group on Facebook. All the ads in today's episode are affiliate partnerships, which means that we get a few dollars when you check them out. It's a great way to receive a great deal and also support this podcast. This episode was edited by me, John Mansfield, and our theme song is by the talented John Isaac. You can follow the show on Instagram at lightdarkco. Roy is on Instagram at Roy the Photographer. Of course, you can find me at All Heart Photo. If you enjoyed today's episode, take a screenshot, share it in your stories, send me a DM. I would love to connect. Um, Until next week, I'll see you in the Facebook group. Bye, guys.